Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life Podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links, including the email, will also be in the description. We have been away for a little while. And of course, during this time, a lot has happened in the gaming world. I mean, this is kind of that month where a lot of announcements and all that. It's basically what E3 used to be right now that E3 isn't exactly there anymore. So this was kind of that month where we had all these events and showcases and whatnot. And the two big ones, actually, you know, there were a, a bunch of them that happened since then too, since it's been a little while since I've, I've recorded an episode, but you know, we've had the Xbox showcase. We've had the summer games fest one. We've had the Capcom one. We've had the Final Fantasy slash Square Enix one. I feel like we had a Devolver digital one as well, but we had like a bunch of these, right? And obviously we already talked about the state of play last time with Trevor. I obviously want to go over all of these because there were a lot of games that were announced and I definitely have a lot of thoughts about these announcements and these events. But today I want to focus on one specific announcement from the Xbox Games Showcase. Uh, obviously, we, like I said, I, we, I will be talking about the Summer's Games Fest, the rest of the announcements, all that, all that stuff uh, and on another episode with Trevor. I think it'll be great for both of us to be able to kind of get our thoughts out there and of course have some fun banter along the way. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of things that I have issues with when it comes to showcases that Trevor might actually love and vice versa. So I think I want to save that discourse for when we have Trevor back on, on the podcast. But today I want to focus on Starfield and specifically. So this goes to, of course, the Xbox slash Bethesda games showcase. Um, where they kind of had a bunch of, you know, Xbox-ish games. And obviously you kind of, you can already kind of see what my thoughts are overall for, for that showcase. But one of the main games or the, the, the last game they, they kind of showed everyone was Starfield. And they kind of gave Todd Howard himself, the creative producer, creative director, the, the main person, the main person behind most of those Bethesda games that we all love so much. He kind of came out on stage and basically kind of gave his vision uh, and also uh, an explanation of like some of the gameplay and, and the features that we will be seeing on stage. And, you know, I was extremely excited when, when they were about to show me, show me some Starfield because I was like, okay, it's been, you know, 11 years since we got Skyrim. It's been like five or no, it's been like seven years, right? Seven or six years since we got Fallout 4. So I was already excited. I'm like, okay, finally, it's going to be the next, you know, big first person RPG, you know, headed by basically or made by the studio that kind of created this love in all honesty for these kinds of RPGs, right? Like I, I, there's a world before Skyrim and there's a world after Skyrim in all honesty. So I was extremely excited for this. They started showing off the gameplay and immediately I, I, I know this is all over the internet as well. I started seeing the resemblance to, to No Man's Sky. And I was like, okay, that's fine. You know, that is not necessarily a problem for me, mainly because 
I'm there for the story. I'm not really there for the gameplay. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Whatever. Let's keep watching. Let's keep watching. Then they kind of show tidbits of the story and there was nothing there that really grabbed me. I, I, I was hoping that this would be kind of their way of, you know, their Avengers infinity war kind of a moment. I, I know that obviously it's, it's hard to compare those two, right? But something that, you know, where they're able to show a trailer that just really gets you invested in that story. And that wasn't the case. I didn't, I was obviously because they only had a certain amount of time and they want to show a lot of the gameplay features, but they didn't really focus on the story. So I was like, okay, like I'm a little bit iffy, but you know what? Let's just keep going over the gameplay stuff. Let's see all that again, very like seeing all the resemblances to, to no man's sky again with the crafting and base building and all that. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like, you know, I'm, I know that a lot of people liked some of that aspect of Fallout 4. That was not something that I liked. I mean, I haven't even played No Man's Sky, right? I've, I've only seen videos and I know people say they love it, but anytime there's like not really, anytime there's too much of an emphasis on, oh, you got to build your town and this and that, I kind of lose interest. I'm like, I get what you're trying to do. You want people to kind of be in this world for a long time. But I'm I'm here for the story. I'm here. There's a reason I like games like God of War, Uncharted, The Last of Us, even the Halo campaign, right? I like those kinds of games because we get some really cool, amazing story. Like the, the, the storytelling in video games is, is just something that you can't compare to other mediums. And that's kind of what I wanted to come to this for. So I was like, okay, that's fine. You know what? Like the base building is there, but I'm sure it's, it's not something that you, know, you, you need to do. That's kind of what I did in Fallout 4. So the ship building, I'm like, Again, that looks cool. That's not something, you know, necessarily for me. Um, then obviously they show the gameplay and the gameplay I like, I was not too happy about. I know that that's not something that people come to these games for necessarily, but you know, we have come a long way since Skyrim and since Fallout 4 and having a health bar above an enemy and you shooting into them like a ridiculous amount with that bar going down and them not reacting to it is just not something that I find acceptable today, in my opinion. I know with Cyberpunk 2077, it's kind of like that. It's a lot better than what I have seen so far. Again, this is a small snippet, so it could be completely different in the final game. With Cyberpunk 2077, when I've been playing that, you a lot of times, at least again, with some of the weapons that I use, you see a lot of the, the, you know, just the kind of the impact. One of the reasons that people love Elden Ring and Dark Souls and all those games is when you make a hit to the enemy, you feel that impact. So it kind of gets, gives you that positive feedback, that reinforcement of like, all right, let's do this again. And Cyberpunk 2077 kind of does a good job. It's not perfect. A hundred percent. It is definitely not perfect. But again, you know, I've, I, the story is really cool and all the stuff of the world, which is what I'm sure could happen with Starfield. But going back to, to this, right? Like having like your weapons being shot into someone and them just not moving or running towards you as you're shooting them and the health bar just going down and one to zero, they just flop to the floor is very Fallout 4 and very Skyrim, which again, I'm sure is okay. But in 2022, when it's been six to seven years since your last game, I was expecting a little bit more. I was expecting something better in this aspect, right? And I get that they have to build a huge world and it's hard to kind of do that. But I mean, 
Elden Ring does a good job of it, right? And that's a pretty huge world. Again, it's hard to compare, right? It's hard to compare third-person game, first-person game, uh, this dialogue option, this and that. Hard to compare. I totally get it. But I just thought that this would be their next leap, kind of what they did with, you know, the way they moved from the, the older Elder Scrolls game, games to Oblivion and then to Skyrim. I just thought it would be a bigger leap, and it wasn't. So that was obviously, you know, the biggest thing that I kind of took away from that. On top of that, the next thing was obviously this. this I don't, I don't know. I, they should just not do this, in my opinion. This whole thing at the end of we have thousands of planets that you can explore, right? I would totally get that if No Man's Sky didn't exist. First of all, we know a majority of that will be procedurally generated, which is completely fine. Totally get that right but we saw what happened with no man's sky what that means when you go to some of these planets what that actually looks like you know it's just kind of copying pasting the stuff from one planet to the other and just changing things here and there will it have meaningful story not all of them right will it have meaningful stuff to do around there probably not it might be very similar to the Fallout 4 thing where you keep getting those missions from that one person that became a meme as well. Uh, the one with the settlement thing. It could be like that, right? They could just keep kind of copying, pasting certain things. You just got to do it over and over again. And I get it. You know, it for someone that wants to spend hours and hundreds of thousands of hours in this game, that would be perfect. But in a post-Nomad Sky world, when you say that to a lot of people, it does not, like at least for me, it did not give me a positive impression of the game. Of the game you know like i when they said that i was like oh man like it's gonna be procedural generated it's gonna be like all wonky and and some plants is gonna look really weird and some plants is gonna be look, looking like exactly the same as another planet that i went to i would have been completely happy when they kind of zoomed out of that solar system and they showed like maybe a couple and we're like this is like how big the world is and you know you can kind of zoom and you can see each of them have like 10, 15, 20 plants like that. If it was like 40, 50 plants, I would have been like, oh my God, this is awesome. When they went a thousand plants, I was like, all right, I know what this means. I And I, I think they have kind of come out and said that, you know, we will know which ones are story focused and which ones kind of have that meaningful content, which again, you know, that's fine. But again, like you're, that is not a feature, like I would be posting like right, right in front of everyone that, yeah, come to this game thousands of plants to explore and I get it right I get it for people that might not have the experience with No Man's Sky or have have you know kind of uh, seen what happened with that game for a lot of those people this must be like yeah like whatever that sounds awesome but in a post No Man's Sky post Skyrim world I don't know it just did not fill me with a lot of excitement right now as it stands I'm honestly unsure if this game is going to have the success we were all hoping it was going to have. I'm going to be playing this for sure. I have Game Pass, I have my Xbox, and I have my PC. So that's a key factor when it comes to all of this, right? Anyone that's on Xbox, anyone that's on PC, if you're on Game Pass, you don't even need to think about this game in terms of the monetary value. You just need to think about this game in terms of time. In terms of time that whether or not it's worth putting the time into playing this game, when, let's say, if it is coming out next year, we have other games like Zelda, maybe God of War if it gets delayed, maybe other games, right? Because when it comes to certain situations like this, where, you know, when you in the streaming wars and everything like that, it's about time. It's not about 
oh, I, I'm just going to watch it for sure because it's on the streaming service. But like, okay, like, do I, do I want to watch this? Do I actually want to experience this, right? I know I will be playing this because I love Skyrim. It's like one of my favorite games and, and I love Fallout 4. I know that people, a lot of people didn't like that, but I really liked it. Um, I, I played Fallout 3. I didn't really get into it as much as other people. I did finish it and all, and I've never played New Vegas. I should probably do that. But overall, you know, I do love Bethesda games. I was excited when they brought out Elder Scrolls Online initially when I tried it out, when, when it first came out, um, obviously it didn't have the content it does, it does today. So I didn't really like it as much and I kind of fell off of that. And I've tried Fallout 76 and I didn't really get into that either. Uh, but, you know, looking when, when the showcase was happening, I was quite excited. I was looking forward to what, first of all, Microsoft will be presenting and also, you know, what they're going to be showing with Starfield because we know it's been delayed. It's coming out next year, which is like, you know, we, we get it. It's about, okay, this is why we're taking some time. And this is why you should all be excited because this is our first new kind of a game. And our, in all honesty, the first original idea of sorts, right? Because Elder Scrolls already had a history and, and, and even with Fallout. And now, you know, they're coming up with a new game, new universe, all that. So I was really, really excited. But when you, we see the game, it was like, okay, it feels like, you know, it's like if you just take any first person RPG at the moment, add a gun, add weird mechanics or like, you know, not amazing looking engine in my opinion, and just have a bunch of dialogue, right? A bunch of story, like obviously it could be well-written and all that, but a bunch of story stuff around here. And there you go. We made you an awesome RPG. And I guess, you know, we, we are after Skyrim and after Fallout, or maybe it was on the same time as Fallout, we also got Witcher 3 and we saw what, you know, RPGs can be and how amazing that world was and all the stuff that you were able to do in that world. And, you know, like Witcher 3 definitely took it to a different level. And I've been playing Cyberpunk 2077 and I know there were a lot of issues with the game, like in terms of bugs, in terms of world, in terms of just, uh, storytelling and what you can do within that space it is like Witcher 3 right obviously I haven't been to each part it's not as expansive as Witcher 3 which is kind of understandable when you when you play the game but it is something that's really really amazing with Starfield the thing that I'm worried about is what what does it mean to be on a planet exploring is it just barren land what does it mean to be in a city is it just a very small cityscape or is it like Witcher, not Witcher 3 actually, but like Cyberpunk 2077 style, huge cityscapes, which has so much detail because obviously something's got to give, right? And I'm just a little worried about that. Again, this is not to take away from people that are excited, uh, which is, again, I, I feel like it's good. I got my thoughts out here because I know uh, Julian and Trevor are, are both quite excited for this game. I think I just am not seeing that Paul, I'm not seeing what makes Starfield different from other games. Why I would want to spend a hundred hours in Starfield the same way I did in Skyrim and in Fallout 4. I'm just not seeing that poll. And I think it was just not something that I expected because we have been waiting for this game for a while. Um, and I am just, it's a game that, you know, when you come, when it comes out, it will be on Game Pass. It's not going to be on PlayStation and all that. It's going to be on, on Steam. And it's just gonna be, it's gonna be like Halo Infinite in my opinion. I love Halo Infinite, by the way. I know, you know, but I'm just kind of talking about it in terms of 
uh, how it kind of had that little high and then it's kind of disappeared into the ether like like it is right now. But, you know, Halo Infinite, when it came out, it's not like it was in a lot of sales charts for like the rest of the year. Obviously, it's on Game Pass and everything like that. And even with Halo Infinite, the multiplayer, obviously, there's a lot of issues uh, being discussed on Reddit. I'm not necessarily stuff that I agree with, but, you know, not everyone is happy. I just feel that this is what's, that's what's going to happen to Starfield. It'll be that month where people are like, oh, the Starfield this is so cool. And then it'll just be a huge dip. We're not going to see any sales charts or anything like that. We're not, not going to see people going to Starfield months later. It's not, it's not going to be like, you know, it's going to be like Halo right now, where there's like a few thousand people on Steam uh, playing that game. And, you know, not a lot of people are streaming it or, or talking about it anymore. It just kind of came and went. No one's talking about the story, which is surprising. Uh, I just, that, that's kind of the impression I'm getting, you know, with Elden Ring, Elden Ring has been a cultural phenomenon, uh, same as Skyrim, same as Witcher 3, like you see those games and you know, even Breath of the Wild, God of War, you know, maybe Last of Us Part 2, I don't know about Last of Us Part 2, but you know, like the games when they came out, it was something that people were talking about for a very, very long time and you keep seeing these games pop up or actually, actually more than God of War, I should say Spider-Man because I know God of War was really good for a lot of people. But I think Spider-Man was the one that made that huge impact. But like, I just don't see that happening with Starfield. I can see it coming out that month. People are like, yeah, this is like a very, you know, a, a, a No Man's Sky Plus. You know, it's made by a huge team. It's like as if, if if Hello Games was Bethesda and they made No Man's Sky. And it's like that. And it's got cool story elements. Uh, again, could be great, could, could not be great. We don't know. Who cares, right? As long as it tells you a good story, that's kind of what matters. It, it will just kind of be that talk for like a week or two and then it'll just kind of go away i'm also worried that it's not a game that might necessarily review as well as people might think it, I, I like again like the, this is just kind of coming from my initial impressions just watching this gameplay overview right and online it's all over the place it's very it's kind of divisive like death stranding i've seen people who are loving it and are like i'm so excited for this game uh it's got everything i would want uh, it's got like, you know, space battles. You're able to kind of go to all these, all these planets and all that. Um, I, for, I, for one, am not, I don't really care about the whole uh, seamless transition from the, the, the planet to the space to the planet again. I don't care about that. I know that's like a thing that a lot of people are bringing up. Like, who cares? Like you go up, it, there's like a loading screen that puts you in space. And then when you go to a planet, you just have a loading screen, like an, you have an SSD, like relax. It'll take like two seconds, right? Like, I don't care about that. But I know that's all, again, like a thing that's been popping up. Obviously, you know, people who are like excited for it and like and are like really enjoying this. And there's obviously the other side that are saying that like, no, like this looks rough. This does not look like good. It does not look appealing or or, or fun or it's, it just, uh, it looks generic. It just looks bland. And I just, like, like I said, I'm, I, I, like, I feel like I'm going too hard on this game with, not a lot of information in hand and they are they do have like a whole year a whole year there's a lot of stuff that can happen in a whole year but based on what i have seen that's kind of been my thoughts you know i'm definitely open to changing my mind that 100 percent will want to play this game when it comes out like i said that's the great thing about having game pass you can have you can hate a game you can be like you know what i don't like this game it's on game pass you can you might as well just give it a try just to see right and that's kind of the cool thing about it. So I'm going to wait a bit more, get more detail, get more information. I do hope they talk about the story a bit more. I do hope they show us more gameplay where, 
hopefully we see, I don't know, just a bit more impact on the enemies and, and the AI and stuff. And I just want to see just more cityscapes. I just want to, I just want to see a spot where it feels the world is lived in. I just want to see how they do that. And is it comparable, if not better than what CD Projekt Red has done with The Witcher 3 and with Cyberpunk 2077. You know, when you're walking around those spaces, you feel that people are living there, which is crazy. And I just hope that they're able to do that with this game and any company can. It is 100% Bethesda, especially with Microsoft backing with them. So with that, we can move on to talking about some of the games that I've been playing. And I've kind of already mentioned this. Of course, the, the one of the games that I've been playing quite a bit of is Cyberpunk 2077. Um, you know, I've, I'm like, I think six or seven hours in. Um, and the story isn't very long from what I understand. It's, I think it's like 20 hours or so, which is again, still kind of long. But it's not like, you know, you'll, you'll get through it as long as you follow the main main pathway, which is not something that I'm I'm doing right now. But yeah, like overall, like I said, the, the gameplay is great at times and not the greatest at times. But what I do like is it allows me to play the way I want to play, which is Hitman style. Like I like just being sneaky. I like trying to avoid combat if I can. So I love that it allows me to do that. I can like hack stuff and everything. So I, I do appreciate that aspect of the game. And of course, the main thing is the story and the voice acting. And I don't know, just, just there, was, there was like a moment in a game and it, it just stuck with me of you're talking to someone, you like obviously you're, it's like, a, you know, you're actively interacting with them because you got to press square to choose what you want to say to them. You're talking to them, you say something, and you're like, okay, I'm out of there, right? So you're literally like, you know, you're actually like naturally just moving out. You're like, all right, let's go to the mission. And then as you're, uh, as you're moving, the person says, wait, and like, I turn myself, like I, it's not like my, my character turns automatically, like, you know, you would in Skyrim or, or any of the other RPG games. I turned myself and I got a prompt, uh, you know, and then they started like the, the conversation kept, kept going because, and it was, it was, it wasn't like they were talking. And I just left. It was part of like the, the dialogue almost. And I could have chosen to kept walking, but I, I automatically looked around and like it, the conversation kept going and it just felt so natural and so cool that a game got me to kind of, you know, how you would see in movies and TV shows when someone is saying something and you're about to leave and they're like, wait, something, something, something like that, you know? And I love that they got me in that and I was almost playing that actor or playing that role of like, someone says, wait, I'm like, oh, like what happened? And I was able to kind of immediately get back into the dialogue. I was like, oh, like, press square here to keep talking. And I'm like, I, I just like love that. So I'm really enjoying Starbucks 2077. I think this is a game that with the new update, like thousand percent give it a shot uh, i'm not again like i i don't know if you have a base ps4 or base xbox one how it will run on those i don't I, like in all honesty it might not be the best on that even now but if you have a ps4 pro xbox one x or of course the new consoles or a pc definitely jump in you will not be disappointed you know there's still a bit of jank and weirdness here and there but nothing game breaking or nothing as weird as we've seen in the past the next game I want to talk about is Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song. Uh, this is a game that I have been streaming and I will be streaming it uh, until completion for sure. It's made by a company called Big Bad Wolf Studio, something like that. Basically the company that made uh, The Council, which was a, you know, not necessarily a point and click, but like kind of like a telltale style adventure game where of course your decisions matter and a lot of stuff can, can happen accordingly. It has like a cool RPG element to it. It's in the Va Vampire the Masquerade 
lore universe or whatever, which of which I have like no knowledge of. So this is kind of my first foray into into that universe. But basically, the idea is that you have you play as three different characters, and you are you are called into your vampire headquarters of sorts, and a code red has been called. So code red obviously is just kind of like their way of saying that something bad has happened. Uh, like I said, I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna reveal too much, but I'm just gonna give you a quick over overall like this. Uh, just tell the story for you if you do want to kind of jump in or if you just want to come watch me play it. But basically the idea is a code red has been called, you get called in, and it's kind of up to you to kind of solve the mystery, talk to people, this and that. So I love these kinds of games. So far I've been enjoying it. The game, I'm playing on PC, so the game runs really well. Uh, there's obviously a bit of jank here and there because uh, it's made by a very, very small studio, uh, which is fine. And I know the game didn't get amazing reviews, so, and I can totally, I can kind of see why because they do throw a lot of information at you, almost thinking as if you came from from the Vampire the Masquerade like stories or the universe beforehand, like you read the books or something or whatever, right? And that felt a little frustrating for me because I'm, as you know, if you see me play video games on Twitch and everything like that, I love learning the lore. I love kind of diving in deep and getting an idea of what's happening with the storyline, why something is happening. I just do all the dialogue options that I can when speaking with someone. So for me, it was frustrating when they would do certain things or say certain things. And I'm like, okay, like, what is that? Like, and sometimes they would throw in the codex and it's like a thousand page codex like thing, which again, like it's great that they put that in there, but I'm like, okay, no, I'm playing the game. I don't want to read the game, right? Like, why can't I get a one sentence summary for certain things? You know, like, like treat me as a person who's playing a video game, not as a person who's going to read through all this right now. So that was like one thing that I definitely found a little frustrating. And the other thing was, Sometimes with dialogue options, they like they, they say something to you, like, oh, like what do you think about this, right? And the options are like, oh, I hate this thing, I hate this person, or whatever. And I'm like, who is that person? I've never talked to them or seen them or know anything about them. So it's just like some some of the stuff just feels so out of place. And I'm like, why is that an option when I have no idea, no knowledge about it? And maybe I missed something, I don't know, but I doubt that because I, I like you can watch my gameplay. I was going through like I was scouring through everything I possibly could. But overall, like, like I said, I, I, I am still enjoying the game and I will definitely be playing that game and hopefully getting to the end of the game as well. Uh, the next thing I want to I quickly bring up is Tunic. I'm almost at the end. I'm at like the second final boss or almost kind of like uh, basically like close to the final boss. And I don't know, I, I really enjoy the game up to this point and I am in all honesty kind of falling off. I do not know if I will actually finish the game. Like, I do love the game. I do really, I did really enjoy it. It's just, I think it's because I have so many other games that I want to play. Um, and the, the difficulty spikes in certain bosses are fine. But because of the way the gameplay is designed, it, it doesn't allow for a lot of, you know, tactical movements of sorts. You know, it's not like eldering and stuff like that in a way. So it just kind of gets frustrating at some points. Um, and I, like I said, I, I might still go back and finish it because I'm so close, but I do have an overall idea of the game. Like I said, like, like I'm so close to the end. I basically, I can, I feel like I have a good understanding of what the game is and I can kind of give my judgment on that. But yeah, it is on Game Pass, which first of all, is great. And it is definitely worth anyone's time that is kind of wanting to play a Zelda-like game. It's not Death Door, which is what I was hoping, which I, Death Door, like I love, which is like one of my favorite games uh, from last year and probably all time. But overall, still a really, really fun game. Definitely worth your time, especially if you have Game Pass. Warhammer Chaos Case Demon Hunters. I was streaming this again this week. 
Uh, it is, I think, maybe similar to Tunic. The difficulty spikes in certain, in some of these games are, are completely understandable. Like, I totally get it, but it's, it, sometimes it's coming off to me as like, okay, like, I just don't feel like investing more time just doing the same thing over and over again to kind of, you know, either get better gear or get better XP, especially if the gameplay doesn't really suit it, if that makes sense. Right, like Warhammer is a XCOM like strategy game where you know, like the, the gameplay is very much all about strategy. It's not like Destiny where you're, you know, actively playing the gameplay, actively playing the game in a sense. And, and obviously, I, I, I don't mean to offend anyone that plays XCOM style games. Like, I love those games, but it is a very different genre, right? Like, it's a bit, you're a bit more engaged when you're playing a game like Destiny. So, with those games, you know, when you're going in and you're trying to do certain missions to get, like level up your XP or stuff like that, you have more control. And obviously the gameplay is so fun that you kind of, you like that repetitive loop. With some of these games, some of the strategies, because it's all about chance with the type of role, with, with certain things, with the enemy, what they might do with this, uh, this bloom thing, which is basically when it hits hundred percent, which it does like every time you do a mission. It kind of goes up in percentage over time as you do your turns, but once it gets a hundred percent, it basically give, sends out. It does like a right, a, a, like a dice roll on a certain event or thing will happen. And most cases, it's something that will happen against you. So it will be like all your uh, knights have one less health for the rest of the mission, which is terrible sometimes because some of the missions are really really long. So it you know like it, it gets a little frustrating. So like doing that. But like, you know, you're doing that to level up in a sense, to get better gear, it gets a little frustrating. So like, I don't, I don't, I want to go back because I do enjoy the game. But like I said, because I, I think because I have so many other games that I want to play, I think that's probably why I'm just kind of being a bit more hesitant to play Tunic and Warhammer right now. So who knows? I might go back. I might go back, but let's see. I'll, I'll hopefully in a couple of weeks, I'll have good news that I've either faced the game or I'll just be like, you know what? I uninstalled this done. <laughs> it's, it's out of here. The next game I quickly want to talk about is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. I was so excited for this game. I was looking forward to it. I feel like I mentioned it uh, on an early episode at some point. Uh, the best thing was that it's on Game Pass. I did not know it was on Game Pass. I was ready to buy it on my PlayStation or my Nintendo Switch or whatever. And all of a sudden I saw that it was on Game Pass. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Love you, Xbox. This is why I think Game Pass is, again, one of the best things you can ever get if you're a gamer. And I played literally a small bit of it. First of all, the intro nearly made me cry because it just took me back to when I played the older games. Um, I'm not as old as I might make myself out to be. Um, when I was growing up, we had a SNES when the PS2 was out, uh, just because where we were, again, like PS2 and all stuff was so expensive and the SNES and stuff like that were a lot easier to get as well. And also uh, just because in the country we were in, you just wouldn't get those consoles so quickly. Uh, which obviously sounds really terrible compared when you look at it, how how like SNES and, and PlayStation 2 were like, you know, years apart, but still, right? So we we had the SNES and I played Team That was like one of the first games I ever played. Team Ninja Turtles, I think it was two. Maybe it was on the NES, one of those two. But I remember playing those, playing those games and those, they were like my first video games ever and I loved it. Then obviously I got into the Team Ninja Turtles movies and I loved those as well. That was kind of my main experience with with. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I never read the comics or watched the cartoons, anything like that. And just with that, like I was like the biggest TMNT fan. I loved everything about it. Uh, and obviously, you know, anytime there was any more TMNT stuff that came out over time, obviously I would watch it, you know, as soon as possible. 
but at that point, right, that was kind of like what got me into gaming. So when this game was being shown and it looked exactly kind of like that, obviously being made by Dot Emu who made Street, Streets of Rage 4, which is really, really, a really, really good fun game. Again, on Game Pass as well. I was really excited. I played a bit of it, loved it. I loved it. It was just music, everything. Just the feeling is so good. I stopped because I'm going to wait for Sapsilf to come over today so that we can play that game multiplayer because I think this game deserves to be played co-op because I remember playing this game co-op with my cousins and everything. So it was, it's really fun. I'm so excited to play this game, but I, I'm pretty sure I'll have like a full review for this game next week. Last game I want to talk about is Pokemon Legends Arceus. So I was away for a couple of weeks, which is why I, I wasn't able to record a podcast, uh, the, the, the episode last time. And also why, you know, there's been a, a big block or not necessarily a block, but a big gap in my streaming and all that. Also my Instagram posting and all that stuff. But on my flight, I started playing, I continued playing Pokemon Legends Arceus. Is that, that's what the, I think that's the whole title, right? I think that is, but I started playing that uh, or not start, but I continued playing that on the plane. Uh, it was like a five or four hour flight. So it was kind of perfect for that. And yeah, I'm kind of getting back into it. I'm really enjoying it. Um, it's very repetitive. Like, I, I feel like people know that. That's kind of, I guess, a given, you know, in, with, with Pokemon maybe. Uh, but now it's kind of getting to the point where I'm just like, all right, I, I see the loop. I see what I need to do, you know. And again, like it sounds weird from a, from a Pokemon fan who plays the other Pokemon games because that's kind of what it is. It's just a loop. But it, it's a very different, very different thing, right? Like it doesn't really prioritize uh, fighting necessarily, which is great. Uh, but at the same time, obviously, the, the main objective, at least from what I've seen so far, seems to be very repetitive. Like, this is what you need to do. Okay, now go to another region, do the same thing. Go to another region, do the same thing again. So I will definitely finish this game because I just love Pokemon so much. And uh, the game is fun. The game is, the gameplay loop is enjoyable. Like, it does hook you. Uh, but obviously, don't go in this game thinking, like, there'll be some, like, unique storylines and everything. Like that. There are storylines and all. But it's not something that will be like, oh my God, this was like, you know, the Baron story, for example, in, in Witcher 3. No, it's not nothing like that. It's more of like, all right, they just want to give you stuff to do. Kind of what I'm really afraid of will happen in Starfield. But fingers crossed that does not happen. We can leave it there. Thanks so much, everyone, for joining. Like I mentioned, next time we will have our next episode with Trevor. And we'll kind of go over all the announcements that happen and what our thoughts are. So that will be an extremely fun episode. And we'll do another episode where we want to talk about our favorite games of the year for the first half of this year and which we, which games we think will make it to our game of the year list later on in the year and also which games we think are coming out at the second half of this year and whether or not they will also potentially be on that list. So it'll be a really fun episode. Thank you so much, everyone. I will see you next time. Please email me at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. Completely messed up my email there for a second. Sorry about that. I did not, I've not had my, my copy yet, but please email me there or you can just message me on Instagram. I respond there pretty quickly and I will see you next time. Bye.